us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening slash morning slash afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. We are back. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all across the pond from the Queen's Jubilee or whatever it was, 70 years of throning, is my partner, the gold standard and ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Hart. Yeah, good, good evening slashes wherever you are. Mm. So, did so, you watch the Jubilee? I I did watch pieces of it. I really did. Did you yeah. Did you see the um, concert and the finale of the concert with the drones? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, you missed a treat. Ah, uh, well. Go on to YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. Find the, the platinum concert and just watch the last five minutes. Okay. Just watch the last five minutes. It is mind-blowing. I'll put that on my list of things not to do. I mean to do. Well, it's something you can never do in America because you don't have a monarch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You traded a monarch for a president. I know. And then you trade presidents every five years. It wasn't such a great idea. You know, it seemed like a good idea at the time. I'm not so sure, no. Do you know, actually, the weird thing was there were probably more Americans in the mall and Pall Mall, you know, mm-hmm. along the mall in London, mm-hmm. uh, watching the uh, Jubilee, then there were probably Brits because uh, we were all being pushed to the back by Americans. <laughs> why? Why so many Brits don't like the monarchy? No, they did. Because we, we know a couple ourselves. That, yeah. That, no, it, it's not really that. That's how the media portray it. Um, you know, yeah. they come up with all this. They always find somebody who's anti-monarch. And there are there are a handful of people, but yeah, we know some. Yeah, um, <laughs> in reality, around uh, around the the country, you know, because we went to different things locally, and 
you know, uh, there were you didn't see any anti-monarchists. Every there's a lot of people expressing reservations about the next generation of royals, mm-hmm. um, but then they expressed uh, reservations about Victoria. They expressed gener- uh, reservations about you know people just get you know we've had a we've had a stable monarchy and then people oh I don't know I don't like change very much he won't be as good as she was and yeah yeah you know and maybe maybe William instead of Charles and we don't like Camilla and anyway it's Wednesday and yeah you know we've been doing that for hundreds of years you know Brits don't like change we we have a stable system and we're used to it and. We've had one unusually for a very long time. I mean, there are generations of people who have lived and died never knowing any other monarch. I mean, 70 years. If she hangs on and she will, I mean, did you you see the Paddington Bear sketch? Yes, that was awesome. Everybody loved that. Yeah, I mean, she's a 96-year-old and she's still got this this playful sense of fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she kept it... Even even uh, Charles and um, family members didn't know it was a it was sprung on them as well. Oh, and, was it? Oh, it wasn't aware of yeah, that. Yeah, the only people, a handful of flunkies, and obviously the film crew uh, knew what was happening. Uh, but it was a very secret project, like the Olympic uh, James Bond sequence she did in two thousand and twelve. Mm. And if she can make another two years, she will be the world's longest save serving monarch. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. You know, and she's she's apart from her mobility issues, she's all there. She's mm. you know, she's relatively healthy. She's as bright as a button. Her mind is, mm-hmm. you know, so long may she reign. And uh, yeah, That's you held on to Boris as well, huh? Do you know what the weird thing about it is? I speak to people all over the world, and Boris is held in very high esteem around the I world. I like him. In Ukraine, in America, because he's seen as a positive, dynamic, decisive figure. But here, do you remember how the US media just went after Trump? <laughs> there, was, yeah. there, was, there was nothing that man could do right if he had his tie on wrong, if he wore, uh, if he smiled the wrong way, if he moved his arm the wrong way, they would make a big issue about it. Well, that's the same with Boris. Every time Boris, because most of the mainstream media in Britain, at least, is very left leaning. And they just spend, you know, they go from Boris story to Boris story. And then report that, you know, people are losing faith in him because they, they listen to the news broadcast yeah, where people... I know. It, the news it's a self-fulfillment. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's not like it used to be. You know, the news no. wasn't as slanted as it is now. It, do you it, know, it, for the last six months, I, I, I do not watch BBC News because it is now so obviously biased. That's um, If it's not Boris, it's climate change. If it's not climate change, it's blaming so blaming the government for all our economic troubles and not reporting the fact that they're the same the world over (laughs) (laughs) you know that we have the supply problems america has supply problems australia has supply problems we have an economic crisis at the moment china has supply problems (laughs) yeah you know we have we have a cost of living issue with with gas and food prices 
So does America. So does China. So does Japan. So does Australia. But they don't say that. They make out that this whole thing is the government's fault and that the governments aren't doing anything to fix it. it it's truly bizarre. Yeah, it is. All right. I, uh, but that brings me on to something that's, that's been... Well, I have something we have, to go into, we have to take care of. But uh, all right, go well, ahead. Well, I was no, just... Go on. Go on. This week, you know, there's something else that's been grinding my gears this week. Okay. And, it, and, it, and it's paranormal because okay. I've, for research, I've been looking at different podcasts and I've, I've started to realize that the most influential people in the paranormal community are not people who have achieved anything by actually doing something, by actually, you know, getting their sleeves rolled up and carrying out experiments and studying things and nobody does that anymore no exactly i've realized that the most influential go-to experts are the people that just make a bloody song and dance on their podcasts they regurgitate second-hand material that they've stolen without without referencing it pass it off as their own and People, you know, people say, oh, you, you're an obvious expert and you're held in high esteem. And then they invite these people to conventions and then they revered them even more because these people go, well, I'm an author and I go to conventions. Nobody it knows that he's a self-published author, but that's another Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's just a weird world that we live in. Anyway, that's, that's me, Don. Rant over. But because I have some... Because I, I, I spent the news. entire day in a hospital, that's why. That's why I'm pissed off. What's that? I've just spent the entire day in hospital being oh, measured. And, oh, it was just all routine stuff, but, you know, pod, oh. prodding and poking and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just... So, yeah. Sort of like an alien abduction, I understand. Kind of like an alien... feels like an alien abduction. Yeah. yeah. But I have some positive news. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I, I wanted to share that. Especially we we are back. I mean, we've been gone for a couple of weeks because of the station problems, but we are yeah, here. People tuned in tonight to listen. Oh, oh, it's back to normal then. He's ranting again. <laughs> yeah, and he's interrupting. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we want to welcome a new member to Patreon, uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. A, God bless him. We should have a uh, we should have a like a, a bell that we ring. Oh, you can do that. You know, you're, you're part of this show. You get your old bell and gong away, my friend. Yeah, it's in the other room. <laughs> we have that one. I got that school bell that you and I. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got that. We use it in seances. It's never rung, but it's still there. No. It's a beauty. Anyway, um, so we have a new Patreon oh. member. Uh, her name is, uh, well, before I get into it, uh, you know, we do have Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, and uh, I, there's over 30 some odd videos on there that uh, you can only see on Patreon. And uh, uh, mostly of me ranting. No, no. <laughs> we all, we love you, Steve. I love your ranting. Gets me to sit here quietly for a while. <laughs> anyway. So anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, it's uh, $3 a month. Uh, some people actually pay more, so I, I give them credit. And uh, you get access to all this stuff. But anyways, so we want to welcome our newest member, and that is Trish Alexander. And uh, Welcome said, aboard, Trish. 
Yep, I sent her a nice welcome message as, as I do all our new Patreons, and then she replied. And, and this is this is uh, for us, and it's it's uh, actually got some questions, and so I thought we would address those. Oh, okay, right. Let's yeah. do some questions. I like questions. Okay. All right. It says, uh, "Thank you for your message. I find everything about Ghost Chronicles International entertaining and informative, and almost always learn something." Whoa, whoa, whoa! Is she listening to us? <laughs> I do have a question from Australia. So she's from Australia. Uh, so although our country... Oh, do your Australian accent again. I have none. I have none. Although I love Australian TV. Australia. You say Australia. Yeah, whatever. Anyways. Australia. Yeah, we could get Barry on to straighten us out. But, uh, Barry Humphreys. Yeah, well, who was the one that was on the uh, show there uh, with the... Uh, Barry Humphreys, Dave Edna. No, no, the guy that uh, was the paranormal thing, remember? We had him on our oh. show. He had yeah, the, there was an Indian investigator, and he died by oddly enough. I think he committed suicide. Well, either that or they yeah, we, the we, we, we get Barry Humphreys. Okay. Trish will know who I mean. Dame Edna Refridge. Yeah, but I think we had Barry, whatever. Anyway, can we get back to this? <laughs> yeah. What was the you question? Picked, you, picked, you picked up my bad habits, you know. You interrupted me. Good, good, good day, Ron. What was the question, Bruce? I have uh, a question from Australia. Although our country and its indigenous people go back tens of thousands of years, we do not have too many buildings that date before the mid-1800s, particularly where I am. Uh, and they, she is from Campertown in the state of Victoria. A year ago, I purchased the oldest house in town and have been living and enjoying this beautiful colonial dwelling. About three months ago, after I moved in, I was sitting in my living room late one night when suddenly I got a very, very strong, as if somebody was sitting right beside me, smell of pipe tobacco. It was completely out of the blue. It was so strong that I actually thought someone had walked into my front yard and uh, was standing outside my window smoking. I actually went outside to check. Uh, of course, there was nobody there. It happened two more times. Once while uh, I was baking, and then again another time out of the blue, and a very strong one, one time while I was uh, laying in bed. So different rooms, I, I take it from this. Any thoughts? I mentioned to a friend, and she suggested I was probably having a stroke. <laughs> Okay, people tell me that all the time. You have been uh, on the air so long, and you uh, have already probably covered this uh, type of thing before, but I would be interested in your thoughts. Thank you once again. Uh, thank you for the great program, and I think you and, uh, Steve, <laughs> you and Steve should come to Australia. So I think, I, I, and I agree with that sentiment entirely. I'd love to go to Australia. I might stop over on my way to Japan. They were like, are you going? Uh, it's possible. Ooh. Pick me up. I'm on the way. <laughs> I know. All right. So what's, what's your thoughts on this? Okay. Well, let's let's deal with the first part first and the second part second. And uh, I'll deal with it in two ways. Uh, okay. The first, the, regarding the fact that there are, that there are no older buildings, that, that in itself is something that North America has in common with Australia. Um, yeah, at least we exist. We all know that Australia is a myth. 
Well, according to some people. Yeah, really because they're the first. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's try and get through this without interruption. <laughs> Says the person who interrupted me the whole letter. Go ahead. I didn't then. <laughs> Carry on. There are some people who, who, who believe that a residual type haunting has a finite lifespan in that the more, you know, it, it fades over time. Many of our buildings over here are considerably older and not as haunted as um, the contemporary buildings in, for example, North America. So it may be, there may be something, you know, in that theory, and I stress theory, it's untested, yeah. um, that a newer building, a more recent building may, may um, be more likely to have residual haunting phenomena than an older building which would have played out and basically run out of energy now that's one theory of course it could just be i mean it's completely unproven completely untestable it's just a notion that people have suggested uh now as regards to t- the smell the, the smell of pipe tobacco obviously the there are two options obviously it could be and a hallucination, um, you know, uh, an apparitional smell. So, you know, it could have a paranormal causation. Uh, But there has been some studies, particularly in homes where there have been habitual smoking of tobacco, that obviously, you know, you you see the staining that takes place on the uh, paintwork on the fabric you know everything goes this sort of nicotine yellow that's in addition to the nicotine staining you also get the aromatic oils um, and the scent from the tobacco also becoming sort of ingrained into the structure and fabric of the building now there are in fact there are certain uh, air fresheners that have that work on a similar principle of slow release. So it's it's entirely possible that it might be a genuine pipe tobacco or cigarette tobacco in some in some instances scent being released by the building itself when the conditions, you know, the temperature, the humidity is conducive to allow that to happen. So, you know, like there could have been a, a pipe smoker in the house for 30 years. There's a lot of pipe tobacco residue, even, you know, under layers of paint. And eventually it leaks out back out again as as a smell, as these odor, as these um, aromatic chemicals are released back into the atmosphere. So there you go. Okay. That's just the sceptical perspective on it okay. but of course you know i prefixed it by saying it could be paranormal and uh I, we'll take a take a look at the other side of it and of course that uh, a lot of people believe that in a paranormal experience is a personal experience in other words it's something that's really uh only really uh received by you and and not anyone else so there is a, a a question that I would ask, and and that is first of all, uh, since you know what the smell of pipe tobacco smells like, 
was there someone in your family that smoked the, the pipe? Uh, and, uh, you know, have they passed? And in some spiritualists, and I'm looking at the, the spiritualist end of this, Steve, it would believe that that was their uh, way of letting you know that they are there or that they are checking on, in on you. So that's uh, the spiritualist. And, and it's so funny because uh, one of the, the, the things on Patreon uh, it, it, that we posted was an interview I did on um, the Annie something, the show on WNDS. And, and she was an unbeliever in all this stuff. And, and, but she went on the ish. That was the one thing she mentioned. She says, you know, I hate to say this, but I smell pipe tobacco that, that my, like my father used to, my grandfather, my father, I forget which one it was, used to smoke. So there's certain um things that trigger uh you know experiences that we had uh you know it may be you know atmospheric conditions it may be a spiritual condition we we really don't know but it may be on the on the other end of it where it's it's something that's uh a truly affecting you only and, and not you know otherwise someone else could be there and not smell tobacco at all well i've got to also add that if we're talking on the, on the please don't level. Yeah, please I, did, I, I did mention, um, you know, apparitional hallucinations because yeah. uh, one of the things that there are there are people mm-hmm. who are uh, the, the situation will will activate, you know, their senses they, um, such that the entire experience is you know, the sense of smell doesn't rely on the nose. The nose is where the the no. scent, the the scent organ is but the brain is what does the interpreting and it could Mm -hmm. be that another scent that you know another odor in the air another chemical in the air has actually triggered a a mal response by the brain which is recognized it as tobacco and one of the interesting things is um i used to have a little experimental kit i've still got it somewhere buried in amongst and we used to we used to use um these were very, very, very powerful um, scents. There was coffee, there was tobacco was another one. There was a whole range of different, very heavy oils. And you would put a dab, one drop onto a cotton pad and you would leave it in a room and within five or 10 minutes, the entire room would, would, would take on this smell. And whenever I used coffee, which I always, you know, you pass it around a room and eight or nine people would smell coffee. Um, and we used to use it in in a ghost hunting sense. We would make a room, you know, give a room an odour uh, using these things. And whenever I used coffee, there would be always be somebody who would report tobacco, not coffee. Really? So it triggered something else? It well, or they miss, or their brain misrecognised the the odour. Uh, but there was always at least one. Sometimes, you know, one or two would would miss um recognize the scent of coffee now this was a you know it wasn't just any old coffee this was a particular this was oil that smelt of coffee had coffee odor it coffee um odors in it um and you can buy them you can buy these kits online um mm-hmm. you know they're they're really designed for food scientists and they will give you one scent while they give you a taste of something else and it confuses the brain. So they would give you, for example, a strong smell of lemon and feed mm-hmm. you a strawberry. And you would you would taste lemon, not strawberry. Right. Um, 
And I, I, I used it in a slightly different way. But what was interesting is how often coffee was misrecognized as tobacco and tobacco was often not recognized at all by at least half the people. Um, they would you, say, you wouldn't, you, wouldn't you have to be exposed to that particular smell? For instance, pipe tobacco is, is you know, there aren't that many pipe smokers no, the, in the no, world. The, no, there's not. But it, what's interesting is, and as Trisha has highlighted, it, it, it does have a recognizable odor if you've ever smelt it. I had a yeah, grandfather. Yeah, I do, because my dad smoked one. Well, I had a grandfather who was a pipe smoker. And my dad was re- really quite recently, we were... Um, shopping with the boys in town on a Saturday afternoon. And I got a very strong odor of pipe tobacco and it was immediately recognizable. Uh, There was no clouds of smoke around, but about 10 or 15 yards around a corner, there was a man talking to his wife, pipe in hand, Mm -hmm. you know, so that was outside. What what, that was outside. Once you, once you, you know, once you know an odor, because unlike um, sound, our brain has got a terrible memory for sound. Any audio file will tell you um, that when they do sound comparison tests for sort of home hi-fi and home studio, you know, home music setups, they have to do side by side A/B comparisons at, because they can't play one and then turn it off and then you know play the other one a few seconds later because when it comes to memorizing sound we have a very poor ability which is the exact opposite of our ability to memorize smell smell seems to trigger within the brain Uh, it seems to be like music a key that unlocks a lot of memory Um, you know people associate the smell of baking bread with a grandmother or pipe tobacco with a grandfather or whenever they perfume think perfume smells. Grand- yeah. Or, you know, I, I can't smell lily of the valley without thinking of my grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, the opposite way around works as well. Whenever they think of a person, it triggers a smell response. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I, you often hear people say, oh, my grandmother, she used to wear, you know, violet, uh, violet perfume. And every time I think of her, I can I can still remember the smell. That's true. Or I can remember my mother baking cookies or whatever, you know. Yeah, that, that. you know, you, you, certain smells. Our brain has got a very good memory for smell and also for um, music. But it's right. rubbish at remembering sound. I know. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, you can tell that from some of the EVPs that we we uh, hear on. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's oh, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, th- there is a uh, uh, people uh, who are mediums who are what they call clear, clearescence. And that is the psychic smell. Otherwise, you can smell. That's how you uh, yeah, smell them while you laugh. I, yeah, I smell whole people. Anyways, we do have to take a break. Laughing <laughs> doesn't piss. Yeah, we have to take a break. Anyways, uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here. Oh, did on, I say that out loud? Then? Yes, you did. Right here on Tojinet uh, Radio uh, with uh, Ron and Steve. Right, and uh, we want to thank uh, all Sorry good to friends. any old people who are listening. Yeah, we'll be right back. 
Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. It's been brought to my attention that uh, a previous in the previous uh, part of the show, mm-hmm. um, I I alluded to old people smelling of lavenders and piss. I should actually correct that and say I meant stale uh, urine. And Keep going. That are, and that there are products available uh, by by a, a range of manufacturers. Keep talking. <laughs> But you are listening to the second half of the first quarter of the third session of the two hours <laughs> with um, yeah lavender and old time. Yeah. Anyway, so we want to, we want to thank uh, Trish Alexander for that question, yeah. by the way. And thanks and for getting us through the entire first half of the show. Yeah, I know that. With, well, with her excellent question. And and you too can send us questions either on Facebook yeah, or. You can. or, or and we in, will butcher our, the answer. And our personal, yes, we will definitely attack the answer. I mean, uh, we give the answer. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll address them on the air. Uh, you can send That's them also to, to any ghost project at Comcast.net. The letter N, the letter E, ghost project at Comcast.net. And I will uh, bring them up okay. on the show. Address your questions to Tenalady at. To piss and old vinegar. <laughs> Check okay. tenor products in America. Uh, what? Do you have tenor, T-E-N-A, tenor products in America? Tenor products? I have no idea. Uh, they're like diapers for old people. How would I even be aware well, of that? Well, you're an old person. You know what? Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Steve, I uh, I came across this article. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I said, "Oh man, I've I've got to I've got to uh, bring this up in the show tonight because this this is cutting edge, you know. Especially UFOs are really hot now because everybody they are it. they are incredibly uh, of the moment." Yeah. So the, the, I, the headline was: "Man spends night in UFO 
he finds in the woods. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to read this. This has got to fill a whole three hours of it. And, of course, I read it, and it was like the most disappointing thing I ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a headline we had a couple of weeks ago, like, woman. Oh, actually, yeah, woman who married an airplane. Oh, really? Yeah, she yeah. fell in love with an airplane and married it. Oh, who doesn't, you know? <laughs> yeah, there we go. So what was what was the point of that one? Crazy headline. Oh, that's all. And, 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 you know, that's we were talking about senses and, and hearing, for one thing. And of yeah. course, one time you came over a couple of years ago, you, you brought that great tape of that British comedian doing uh, yes, how we how we mispronounce words and so on. Well, actually, the dining year. with the deads have now become. Um, I I've just. Funny enough, yesterday I I put compi- compiled the 2022 because, as you know, it became so popular. I've ended all of the dining with the deads with one, so mm. I thought I'd better do a new one because I haven't been one for two years. So. Mm, there you go. It's and, like but, the paranormal sing along. But we we uh, you know we, we mishear a lot of things now. There's a commercial mm-hmm. on uh, on uh, TV now, and it, it's. Uh, Call one eight hundred get junk. So if you got junk, you're supposed to. (laughs) Yeah, I know what that means. A lot of things, but anyway, (laughs) that means one thing over here. I know it means not the same thing here too. But anyways, uh, who thinks of these numbers? Yeah, I know. But anyways, uh, actually, your name—that's the name of the company. But anyways, at the very end of it, and it says all you have to do is point or call. And it gives out the phone number. And then the next line says, or is it 1-800-GOT-JUNK? But what he's really saying are visits uh, the website, which is whatever it is. So it, 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 if you listen to me, it's perfectly clear. He said, or is it? But what he's really saying is visits. So there are there are so many. Um, my wife thinks I have defective hearing. <laughs> Um, because, because all wives, group, all wives, wait a minute, all wives believe their husbands. You don't listen. You're, you're not. You don't listen to anything I say. <laughs> no, that's because the day after we got married, I switched off my hearing. <laughs> the in reality, it's because our brains are um, programmed. You know, we 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 recognise patterns in words. I know it's there's a bo- you know it's a boring explanation. But we hear what we really, what our brain expects to hear. And that's why you get these misheard lyrics. That's why you get these. I mean, there's a famous ABBA song, um, which is about the American-Mexican War, and it's called Chikatita. Oh, yeah. Now, everybody sings it, everybody knows it, and yet you can spoil the experience for every ABBA. I have a friend, and they are a number one. They are the ABBA fan equivalent of Dylan and Ghostbusters, <laughs> right? They live, mm-hmm. breathe, and, and you know worship ABBA. And a few, just after we came out of lockdown, um, we bumped into them, and I... I I remembered something I was going to do a long time ago. And I said, you know, that ABBA song, Chikatita? I went, yeah. I went, next time you play it, 
just what they're actually saying is chicken tikka, which is um, a chicken curry dish over here in Britain, chicken tikka masala. And they, I saw them afterwards, a few weeks afterwards, and they went, yeah, bastard. I can't hear that song and I can't play that song anymore because the first thing that goes through my head as soon as they sing the chorus is chicken tikka. <laughs> you put and it they in can't the hear anything else. Yeah. And the other one is one I've used at um, Spirit Quest. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, I can't remember the, the name of the singer now, but it's, uh, in fact, I, I can't even remember the original lyric because all I know now is hit me with your pet shark. Mm. Um, and the boys now sing it in the back of the car. Yeah, hit me with your best shark. It's the original yeah, lyric. All we get is hit me with your pet shark. <laughs> okay, and there you there go. is no way. There is no way we can hear anything else now. Mm. Because once your brain hooks, you know, fixes and says, right, that's what I'm hearing, then it just, that's it. And uh, was it Mad- Madonna? No. Um, not Madonna, the other one, Lady Gaga released a single a few years ago and uh, they only recently discovered that she actually sings some very um, explicit lyrics mm-hmm. but nobody's ever heard them because they, they all think it's something else Yeah. But, what, but actually the lyric itself is a very explicit lyric that she no. deliberately put in that people just don't hear Mm-hmm. Now, it, I don't. This is way before your time. Is that back in the? I guess it'd be the sixties. Uh, I remember group, the sixties. And the, there was a group yeah. that used to do a song called Louie Louie, and that was like mm-hmm. almost banded dances and stuff because people heard all kinds of th- things in this song. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that, yeah. Steve? I know. I know the song you mean uh, because mm-hmm. I've heard it on um, one of the examples of misheard lyrics yeah um that that was such a big thing i mean it was actually banned by some schools because they thought it was that bad yeah there are there are countless i listen to the boys you know the boys are now into the age where they they're getting into sort of the pop the chart music and they're Mm -hmm. playing all these download stuff and they've got their ear their earphones in and they're they're singing along and you know what the you know you know what they're listening to because you've 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 approved the playlist you've checked it for explicit lyrics. Oh, and, with daddy. Well, you know you have to, um, and and we do. And then all of a sudden, one of them will blurt out something. What? It's what they said on the song. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, play it back and give it to me. You put it on. Think did did I miss something? And then you realise actually. They're not saying what the little one has just thought they've said. But there are so many examples of, of misheard lyrics and misheard And, and that, that is, that is the big pro- either. That is the big problem with most of the EVPs that oh, we God. hear nowadays. Oh, and, God. Absolutely. You know, and, and yet, and yet that they're, you know, they're absolutely proof of the paranormal because they have them come up with these whatever it yeah, is. But look at but listen to the sorts of questions that people ask. You know, they, they ask for things like um, is there are there any spirits? 
Now, yeah. the answer is either yes or, or I suppose if you get no, does that count? Because if there are no spirits, who's answering? Anyway. We actually um, got one like that. That was actually kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, but if you, if you, now yes is a, yes. Now, it's a, it's a single syllable sound. And it doesn't take much for people to hear yes. The next question they always ask is, how many people are in the room? How many people are here? And they will then interpret a number. So say there are eight people in the room and somebody shouts out, it just said 17. <laughs> well, there's eight of us. So there must be, oh, my God, is there nine spirits in this room? Yes. Oh, I heard yes. It doesn't matter what, you know, it doesn't matter what, because the answers are all, um, so the questions are so open mm -hmm. and the answers are so subjugated subjective. to what people's own beliefs. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, another common one is, um, can you say my name or my okay. name is, can you tell me your name? Well, it doesn't matter what it says then, because you will interpret, you know, Sam, Simon, Sarah, Sooty. You know, it, it, you don't. What's it? What is interesting about EVP? And um, we we covered this when we were writing Paracoustics, is that if you look at lab-based EVP, electronic voice phenomena, ITC research, as is conducted by the World ITC Forum and, uh, you know, done in laboratories. And it was done by Jurgensen and Raudiva and countless other researchers. They defined um, the, the type of voices that they were um, often multilingual, often talking rapidly, blah, 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 blah. There were certain, you know, definitions that they right. uh, that they classified evps as but when you go into a paranormal haunted location context of evp you've got maybe four or five people all asking questions you've got people jumping in with what they think they hear oh, you've that's got the worst thing. you've got no control over what people are about to blurt blurt out as soon as someone hears a sound they all start excitingly going, it said yes. Did you hear it? Yes, yes, I heard it. So you've got this sort of domino effect taking place where people think they're not quite sure they heard something. It's actually but, like a mass hysteria. Well, yeah, it's like mass conformity and hysteria yeah. because they hear, a, they hear something because obviously there's a squawk box on somewhere in the room, but they're not sure what they, they did hear. And when somebody goes, it sounded like it was calling out my name. They just, oh, well, it must have been. I agree. And then their brain reinforces that belief. And then they then they remember it saying that sound. There was a very interesting experiment that most haunted I, I inadvertently did. Uh, one of the, <laughs> inadvertently, I love that. <laughs> it, was, it was inadvertent. At the start of one of the... Um, three night live episodes so they would do three night live most haunted they played four evps um, at the start of the first night and they invited 
uh, viewers to text in what they thought the EVPs were saying. They said this one was recorded. This one was recorded. Well, it isn't actually. It's deeply flawed, and this is the this is why you'll 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 see why. Okay. And they they invited people to text in, and they ran Uh the text what people were you know texting in along the bottom of the screen periodically throughout the show. Oh. You can see where it started to go wrong now. Yeah. So. At the start, you had really random stuff, like I can hear a man's voice saying, get out. I can hear a woman saying, help me. As soon as they started to put what people were texting in, by three quarters of the way through the first night show, so two two hours later, they then were able to announce that 70% of the viewers were all hearing the same thing, which they thought was proof that the EVPs were real, and that the voices they captured were actually saying that. Actually, what it was proving is, if you tell people what they're about to hear, they will hear that. And that's exactly what we demonstrated with the misheard lyrics, by having the the spoof lyrics running along the bottom of the presentation. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ask 10 people, to listen to a track independently of one another and write down what they're hearing. You know, I'm going to play you an EVP. Now go away and write down what you hear now. Next exactly. One, that's, that's the way, the proper get, way it should be done. You'll get, probably you'll get 10 answers, different answers. If you say, right, this is an EVP of a male voice saying, get out, I'm going to kill you. You'll have seven people hear that. Because mm-hmm. you've primed the pump. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But it, it, I mean, that's the, always been the problem. Audio, well, actually, audio and visual were both problems. Uh, but audio, I mean, we always—I don't know if you have it in the UK, but we always have the the line where you you start a, a story and and you mention it to someone, and then this next person mentions the next person to the next person, yeah. the next person. By the time it's yeah. the end of the line, it's it's completely changed from the the original story. Yeah. Send reinforcements. We're going to advance. And by the time it gets back to headquarters, it's send three and fourpence. We're going to a dance. <laughs> I like that, actually. <laughs> that was a, a good analogy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's our, our senses are really, really flawed. Oh, they're terrible. They're terrible. Yes. I mean, you know, everybody talks about, uh, you know, I've seen it and, uh, you know, uh, testimony uh eyewitness testimony is one of the worst pieces of evidence in in crime detection uh because uh people can see different things absolutely even though they're seeing the same thing they read them or interpret them differently oh yeah my wife does it to me all the time as soon as i, <laughs> it, I have to say one thing she's Ooh, immediately... you're really getting on your wife today by the way <laughs> no i mean all women do it um sure. fair enough <laughs> you start to say one thing and they 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 sort of jump in on you and go well i wasn't i, I wasn't going to say that well you normally do <laughs> i don't yeah. normally do but you normally finish every sentence for me because you know what i'm thinking and saying absolutely so I mean, it, it, and and we could there's a prime example about of this thing we're talking about uh, audio uh, thing and and this this is the headline mushroom hunter hears mysterious monstrous scream in the forest and he's got video he has video of this 
And, uh, you know, he posted the video and you know what? Sure enough, there's a terrible scream there. But you get people coming in and all of a sudden it's a skinwalker. It's Bigfoot. It's, uh, you know, it's definitely supernatural. Yeah. Uh, so, skinwalkers. skinwalkers are actually quite popular. What, what is with skinwalkers? Yeah, that, yeah. Just, I think it's because Skinwalker Ranch is back on History Channel. Oh, here we go again. Okay. All right, fair enough. So you can you can go on the the internet and you can actually listen to this video and and you can let us know what you think. Uh, it's probably uh, and of course he, he he shows him running away, which I mean. Oh, do you know what? That's one of the most frustrating. I've been again as part of this research I'm doing, been watching these all of these like ghost caught on camera type stuff. Oh please. I. Well, it's not the ghost that's the... There is a universal theme running through all of them, and it's not Mm -hmm. the screaming, it's not the apparitions, and some of them are, you know, fairly baffling. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that that there's a ghost, I'll get my crappest camera out and take the jumpiest (laughs) picture I can. You know, can't people hold a bloody camera still? And why is it that in every situation... Well, you know, you've got big burly security guards because mm-hmm. they're quite common on these sort of videos. Yeah. They're walking down the corridor, you know, brave. I'm just gonna, you don't, you know, right? Who's don't down mess there? with me? They see this teensy weensy shadow at the end of the corridor for a split second, and they're gone. Mm. Well, I certainly wouldn't employ them as a security guard. <laughs> I mean, That's you know, like. You want the security guard to, he's not going to you know, run away. Like a deep-sea, deep-sea sh- black shadow at the end of a corridor, which is probably him anyway, waving his torch around. And then he goes, and he's he's off and running. Yeah. Like, what is it with these people? It's like every time there's a UFO in the sky, every time Nessie appears in Loch Ness, monster um, appears in Loch Ness. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. People... You know, we've got cam- the, the phone on my camera is a 4K, sorry, a, uh, a 16 megapixel high resolution camera. The video is a 4K video camera. Yet, whenever, you know, you're walking along the shores of Loch Ness and you see a monster, you think, hang on a minute, I'll just get out my old Nokia phone with the crappy low resolution camera and I'll shoot a video. And just to make it doubly difficult, I'll move the camera around a lot. Gotcha. Why is it that all these videos are like that? Can't people just like, hang on, I'm going to put this camera. Even, you know, we are, we live in a, in a country, Britain in particular, we have more CCTV cameras in this country per capita than anywhere else in the world. Oh, wow. Uh, And, you know, there are now many, many, many people who have them in their homes. And sometimes they do catch weird, weird stuff happening on these cameras. Um, and they're quite intriguing because the cameras are good quality mostly. Um, but when, you know, when, when it comes to anything held in somebody's hand, they are terrible. And and that's the thing. I mean, we have so many cameras in the world, and and there are some strange footage. And I'm, 
other rarely I must have clicked on something because I'm getting all these now. It says drone camera catches unknown force tossing trees around in forests. So it's like they have all, I know exactly the one you mean. That is quite an intriguing one to watch, actually. It is. I'll have to watch that then. I just uh, popped up on me. So yeah. if that one watch. I will check that out. But there are so many uh, videos and photographs taken yeah. out there. And, and, the, and there, a lot of them are complete, you know, misinterpretations, like the face on Mars, for instance. Oh, you well, know, what you what you almost never see, you, you often see, in fact, I, I saw quite recently on one of those videos, the mm-hmm. face on Mars rehashed, you know, oh, alien life, blah, okay. blah, blah. Yeah. They show the face on Mars. What they don't show is the very high resolution picture that NASA pictures that NASA took mm-hmm. quite recently of the same feature, which clearly show the face on Mars isn't a face on Mars. It's just a low resolution picture of a rocky outcrop. But this week we've had the door on Mars. Yes, the door on Mars. Now that's that was actually a couple of weeks ago, but that's yeah. That and, was, and until until you see actually the it's pretty picture, cool door, isn't it? It's a pretty cool door till you realize it's about an inch, about an inch high. Well, they're little, they're little aliens. <laughs> they're very little aliens, because when you see the full the full picture, it's right. You know, it, it, it's I think it's about an inch tall. This door, right. and it's the little people, little tiny weenie, oh little tiny aliens. We're not frightened of them. <laughs> they're like Lilliputian aliens. Oh yeah, see what happened to them. Yeah, it took a lot of them though. Yeah. A lot of string. Yeah. We could always send Trump up there. <laughs> it would take a lot of string. <laughs> could use his, his hairpiece. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's that's that stuff is so intriguing. I mean, even, uh, you know, there was photographs of uh, one of the Chinese uh, probes uh, of the moon. And there was a. Yeah. An alien structure, a, a big square alien structure, and of course, uh, yeah. by the, the time they got to and look at a clear resolution picture, it really wasn't and square. Well, alien. you know, it's 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 interesting because at the moment I'm I've got all the lights off because it's just more mm-hmm. comfortable. Yeah, I'm sure. And getting in the mood. No, it's just more comfortable. <laughs> and I was actually looking out the window watching the stars, but. Um, the boys' gaming beanbags are piled up on um, a ch- on um, a chair near the window mm. at the moment, and on top of it, don't ask why, is an inflatable figure of Jesus. That <laughs> I would, wait a minute, that an would, inflatable figure of Jesus. Who the hell has yeah. an inflatable figure of Jesus in their home just to start with? <laughs> I do, because Anne Winsper bought it me for my birthday. Ah, that's so sweet. So I have an inflatable, it's about what two foot high, inflatable Jesus, <laughs> uh, which she bought I'm me for sorry, my birthday. That really, that really cracks me up. Well, uh, what's interesting is the inflatable Jesus is on top of the two bean bags, which are piled up on mm-hmm. top of a stool by the window. And they're on there so the cat doesn't climb all over them. Um, from where I'm sitting, it's backlit by the not quite fully dark sky because it's summer and this, you know, we still got this afterglow in the sky. Mm-hmm. It looks just like, and I was thinking before, we, uh, you know, in the first half of the show, wow, that looks just like Darth Vader standing there. <laughs> no, I know it's not Darth Vader. 
you know, but if I, was to take, if I were to take a picture of what I'm seeing and just stick it on the internet saying, oh my God, look what I've just captured on, you know, on my low resolution, mm-hmm. it would just look like a shadow figure. Oops. Okay, so uh, I've just been informed that there is no bell. we got a minute in the show, so we got to wrap it up. His bell it, doesn't work. Yeah, I know. It's because of that alien yeah. power outage. They, yeah. they, I don't know if anyone knew it, but the station got hit by flying saucer uh, death ray, and uh, so there was damage to it. But they, anything to keep us off the air, Steve, that's what I always say. All right, I want to thank everybody. I can only compliment the aliens. I have two early nights. Yeah, we got to... Uh, yeah, thank everybody, and we got to uh, end it up with the and thank last. the aliens, of course, of course. And, Come on, uh, last words. Yes, last words. That's what we're gonna do. So, are we ready? Yeah. So uh, here is today's last word, and it's brought to you by uh, Caesar Augustus, uh, who said his last words. Uh, the phrase was commonly used to signal the end of the show, and it is the play is over. Applaud. That was his last word. And that's our last word. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.